Thank you for checking out the Media Marketing Podcast, a place where you can learn all things media and marketing related. Don't miss a beat in boosting your business and your brand. In each episode, you'll gain valuable insights, tools, and strategies to apply to your marketing efforts. And now your host, Brian Cargill. All right. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on the Media Marketing Podcast. Uh, I'm going to jump right into your intro and we're going to unpack a lot of good stuff. So thanks for joining me. Um, Yeah, so Ryan is a digital entrepreneur with a history of scaling and automating businesses. Currently working with course creators, bloggers, and coaches to build, launch, and scale their membership website. Ryan, thank you for joining me on the podcast. How's your day going? It's going very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to speaking to you as well. I know that we've had a couple of calls now and we've geeked out about a few things, not just digital, about NFL and other bits. So I think this is going to be a really cool chat. Yeah, just to get people up to speed, um, you're my very first international guest on this podcast. So uh, yeah, where wow. where are you tuning in from? Uh, what time is it for you? I'm it's nine a.m. over here. <laughs> so i'm tuning in from a city called lincoln in the uk um it's probably about two and a half hours drive north of london i have to say that because most people know where london is and not many other places in the uk and it is eight minutes past five in the afternoon where i am so yeah wow solid work day today today has been a really really good day actually i started off by doing a um a 30-day post for people in my group to give them ideas to post in their groups and then I got some really good feedback so then I started building out for the year um, so giving them ideas for posts every single day and then um, spoke to a couple of, of clients on the phone and prospective clients and then yeah we are now I'm looking forward to finishing my day with you. That's awesome. Yeah, as am I. Well, that's great. So you're always working on processes, always, uh, you know, changing, developing things. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about your business. Um, I know you've kind of transitioned or morphed things as I was looking through your LinkedIn over the last couple of years. So maybe you can just get people up to speed what what you do and um, kind of how do you help your clients? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. I've morphed. It's been really strange. A lot of the things I've done have led me to, to where I am now. So right now I help my clients build, launch and scale their, their membership websites. And that comes in the form of me helping them with their offering, finding out what, who, you know, everything that they need to build that website and then everything they need to launch it and then everything they need to scale it. And then I'm a tech geek as well. So I look at trying to automate processes for them as well when they get to sort of that scaling level and and give them the freedom that they want. That's the reason why people do a recurring revenue model. You know, they want freedom in their lives, they want freedom in their business. So that's where I come in. So I've been doing this sort of for like 10 years now. Um, It's just just been crazy and it has flown by. So yeah, I'm... Yeah, I can only imagine. I guess, so maybe like unpacking the website and then I'd like to talk about automation at some point. Um, Yeah, yeah, so what makes kind of the websites that you work on different than some of the other websites that are out there? Yeah, I mean, it's probably the fact that I spend a lot of time getting to know the client and I don't just sort of delve in and go, this is what will fix your problem. Um, a lot of the time people already know the answer to their problem they just need somebody like me to say okay yeah well I wouldn't do it that way experience tells me that that wouldn't work do it this way 
Um, and also, I do a lot of done for you and a lot of done with you. So I will actually really unpack all of those problems with you and you will have me to help you. So instead of just going, I've got a problem, here's a stock answer, I'll actually look at your problem and break it down a little bit and then go, right, okay, how can I do that with you or how can I do it for you? Um, just to help help people. Because I don't want people to be stuck. I want them to get unstuck and feel like they never have to start again. Wow. That's just great. And I can already tell Ryan, like right away, like you're very personable and yeah, you're, you're trying to understand uh, be, being very empathetic and putting yourself in the, you know, the client's shoe and understand where they're coming from. And I think that's great. It sounds like you kind of guide them along the way uh, while they're going through this process and help them avoid minefields, I guess, out there, you know, <laughs> keeping people on the right path and not making the similar mistakes uh, or the possible mistakes that are out there. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, you know, when you realize that as a, a service provider or an information service provider, you're not actually the hero the customer is. Um, it just, you know, they're paying you for a solution to a problem. They've got a problem. You can help them with that problem. You're not the hero. You don't need to be the hero. They're the hero. You just need to guide them along the way. I always say that, you know, I'm like Yoda and they're Skywalker, a bit of a Star Wars geek though. And um, I'm just guiding them along. Definitely. No, I love that an analogy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to pull out the lightsaber skills at some point. But uh, <laughs> that's kind of what you are. I mean, a lot of the stuff that you do is like this Jedi um, ability that you're able to take people to the next level. Um, mm. That's awesome. And so we yeah, had custom approach. Uh, and then talking about automation, it sounded like you were improving some systems today. Uh, it, my understanding of automation is that you kind of identify your whole system, everything, every little thing that you're doing, and then you're figuring out, okay, what can I offload to AI or to a computer or to somebody else, another person to do it? Um, is that kind of, am I getting that understanding correct? Yeah, that is the absolute best way of, of looking at it. You know, I think a lot of people are, are worried about automation and worried about AI and all that kind of stuff. And I really don't think you need to be. I think if you, in every job, if you think about, or every role that you're doing or whatever, wherever it is, if you think about the things that only you can do, and that comes from, I've got a really cool little exercise for that. So for everybody listening, if they're, you know, I'm stuck about what to automate or what to outsource, just grab a piece of paper, grab a Trello board or an Asana, whatever you do, and start writing, just put some headings, put daily, weekly, monthly, and start putting down everything you do daily in the daily column, everything you do weekly in the weekly column, and then everything you do monthly in the monthly column. And then from there, start to bucket those into departments. So accounts, marketing, outreach, whatever it may be, the, every single business has different departments, even if it's just you as a one-man band. And then start color coding them as well on, do you actually like doing them? You know, is that the best use of your time? Can you get somebody else to do that? Do they make you the, like, the money that you should be making? You know, if you're stuck doing admin and that's taken up three sales calls, well, wouldn't it be better to get somebody to do the admin and then you can convert more on the sales? So that's how I would start with all of your processes. And then once you've got that, you can start to outsource the ones you don't like and the ones that actually just aren't cost efficient for you. And then look at what I also like to say there as well is write down the technology or the app that you're using. So think about why you use it. So think about, you know, am I using Asana? Okay. 
the next step for me to use Asana and then and then connect those dots up so that actually you can start to see okay I'm using that for that that for that and then what is the what's the goal and what's the what's the trigger for that action as well so do I get a phone call and then I have to delve in to put it into the CRM system okay etc etc so try and think about the triggers that cause you to do that task because then when you know that and you know the software that you're using then you can start to look at okay we can start getting some of these tools to talk to each other and then build that out that way wow that's uh <laughs> that's pretty powerful stuff um yeah definitely for the audience out there to write down those different buckets and what are what are you doing all the time is there something that you see that's pretty common and um it sounds like your work is pretty holistic that you'll look at a business from, from all aspects, you know, operational. Um, so is there any like kind of small tasks that you see a lot of people doing over and over again that could be, uh, you know, automated? Oh man. Yeah. Usually it's like invoicing or it's email replying to emails like customer support. They're the sort of two ones that a lot of people come to me with, um, or like data entry. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that will drive you crazy. Um, you know, you can get somebody to do that uh, for you. And it's really strange, actually, a lady, I was chatting to a lady about this and um, it was on a, on a coaching call and she said, oh, I just, I hate doing my invoicing. Like I hate doing it. And, but I just can't give it away. And I said, why can't you give it away? And she was like, and I, I, I sort of already knew the answer that she didn't, she didn't trust somebody else to do it. She didn't think that they could do it as well as she could. And then she said that she's like, oh, just because it varies, it varies what I'm going to charge my clients every month, depending on the hours that they've had with me. I was like, all right, okay, cool. So, so why are you worried? Oh, well, I'm worried if they get it wrong. So I said, well, have you ever got it wrong? Yeah. Well, there you go. Then it like, you know, if you've got it wrong, someone else could get it wrong. Um, but it's just about, yeah, they're, they're usually the ones, um, but there's so, so many. So even like coming up with content ideas or going through and analyzing your competitors or, you know, coming up with content ideas in terms of what's working for competitors, what's the SEO looking like. They're some of the things that you can get outsourced for so cheap that it would take you so long to get good at that when somebody else is already out there and we're talking like three to eight dollars an hour to get somebody good doing that wow so they'll go out and do like kind of an audit of your um the marketplace essentially and see what yeah what the competitors are doing and give you you know research analysis with some uh, you know some nice visuals to give you yeah. some ideas on what you should be doing with your own business and uh yeah how you can capitalize on different yeah. things that aren't happening in the market yeah 100 percent um, a big thank you to our sponsors over at songtub.com. That's right, song or music and a tub, like a bath, but more fun to say, tub, tub. Anyway, you can check out Songtub's website for any of your music needs. In fact, the song playing in the background right now is from Songtub. So why pick them over anyone else? Well, they curate the music. And I know the guys, so that means I know that they're selecting great music for your project. A lot of other companies will brag about how many songs they have, maybe 100,000, 200,000, maybe even a million. But 
honestly, I don't have time for that. I don't have the time to just sit down and go next, 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 the song, not so great. You know, trying to figure out where the best music is. Songtub.com, great place to get your music. And now I'm excited to offer you the first month for free if you go to songtub.com slash pro, P-R-O, and we have a promo code for you. Yes, that's right. My name, your host, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, and that will give you your first month free to have access to a huge music library that you can use towards your next video project, podcast, or any of your general audio needs. Anyway, back to the show. You kind of mentioned there, like you would you would hire somebody else to do that. Are there um, how how do what approach do you normally take? Do you say, hey, we're gonna use like we're gonna try to find a software that solves this problem. We're gonna try to find a person that solves this problem. Or how do you go about trying to figure out what's the best solution for each individual uh, for whatever their problem might be? Yeah, fantastic question. So what I will do there is I will look at with my team if one of them brings it up or it's me we'll try and find sort of like three to five pieces of software that can do that and that can do that job and then we will then look at going okay actually this isn't a job that a a piece of software can do so then we'll go out and find a, a person to do that so we'll look at you know, what is this, what does this job entail? Does this involve thinking or is it repetitive? If it involves thinking, we won't even bother looking at the software. We'll just go, no, we'll, we'll get a human straight away on that. And then usually we know sort of a few of the skills that we're looking for, but if it doesn't involve thinking and it's just a repetitive task, then we'll look at software. Then I'll look at three to five pieces of software that do that task. And I'll look at the pros and cons of that. And then as a team, we'll discuss that. And then we'll see which one we like best. Um, usually for me, I prefer if I'm getting software, if I can buy a lifetime license, I will if I'm going to use it for a lifetime just because I don't really want to keep adding and adding and adding to my operating expenses every single month if I can pay one off and it will do something. But then again, I need to justify it to myself. So then I will go, okay, so if I'm paying one off, is there another piece of software out there that can do the same thing? And I will find another piece or keep searching and keep searching until I find a piece that does what I'm looking for. So I'll look at like AppSumo and a few places like that. If I can't find it, then I'll go ahead and do that, get the software. But yeah, that's sort of my process. It sort of flows down from, do we need somebody to be able to think about this or do we not? And then if we think about it, then we go to websites like Upwork, we go to Fiverr, I go to People Per Hour and Cloud Peeps and I'll start to to sort of look for people to do that job for me. And if anyone listening is doing that and you are using Upwork and People Per Hour, just a little tip, make sure that you set the job to private and you invite only, because if not, what will happen is you will get these people who haven't got a current position or they've got more free time and they they will just hound you. You will get so many applications inside of your inbox that you'll just be going, I can't even sort through these and you'll just won't do it. So set it to private and then you screen for people. Wow. That would have, that tip right there would have saved me a, a lot of headache too, because that's exactly what happened to me. And I got inundated with so many and then now you've created a new task for yourself of vetting people. Um, Yeah. And there's so many of them as well, isn't there? And you don't know, you just, because there's so many, you just go, I'm not even going to bother doing that. 
exactly because <laughs> that's a yeah because then it becomes like kind of a a management thing it's a more, another thing to manage and so yeah. i think that's a great tip giving that a functionality so that way you're yeah you're privately vetting people and uh yeah really making sure that you're getting the best or you know getting the feelers out to the best um so I guess for a lot of our audience, uh, it's some people that are just starting their business. Maybe I've been in business for a while. Uh, definitely are trying to beef up their marketing efforts. Uh, what would be a good point in someone's business to work with you? Cause some people when they're just starting out, they don't even know what needs to be done. And then it's usually through kind of trial and error of what's working. At least that's what I'm finding with my own business is, you know, figuring out what's working and then replicating what's working. But it took me, I would say a good nine months to a year just to figure out what's going to work. Yeah. So I have people at all different scales, um, which is why I've broken it down into a build, launch and scale. So I can take you, if you're very, very new, I can take you from the build to the launch to the scale. If you've already got a membership and you want to do another launch, then I can do the launch with you. And if you've got a membership and you just go in, I, and if you've got a membership and you're going, I just need more sales and you want to scale it, usually you don't actually need more sales. We need to look at retention first because it's easier to retain members than it is to get new ones in the door because you've already made the sale. So yeah, if you're just starting out and you're thinking, I want a recurring revenue model business, then and you've got some information that you want to share and you really want to serve your customers, then great, I can work with you. Or if you've already got a membership and you're going, I really need to scale this membership. Then again, I, I can get deep, I can get in the trenches with you and we can really get, get deep and sort of break apart your membership and see what you're doing, why you're losing members, um, which is why I broke it down into that sort of three stages really. Yeah, no, I think that that's great. And that's really easy for people to wrap their heads around and, and think about what stage are they at with their own business. Um, yeah, so the membership mastery, maybe you can help me understand kind of the different types of membership sites that are out there because I'm still, you know, I know what I subscribe to. Uh, do you consider like is Netflix a membership site or is it something different where it's more of a you have a community and maybe you're producing some training materials or is it all? Yeah, I mean, they're usually sort of broken down into a couple of, of categories. So you will have the physical memberships for a start. So there'll be physical memberships where you go to a gym or you pay access to a tennis club or something like that. That is a physical membership. And then there'll be included in that is some of the box memberships that you see. So people sign up for like Harry's razors or like skincare now. And these memberships are getting more and more popular because people are used to paying for these kind of things. I mean, Netflix, Spotify have done a great job for anybody online because you're now used to paying for your membership that way. Um, so there, that's one type of membership, the physical membership. Then another type is the information membership where you're paying for information, which is where your Spotify comes in a little bit. You know, you're paying to have access to something, to a community, or you're paying to learn something. So that's sort of how I, I break the different types of membership down. And then inside of those memberships, you know, you can put a whole host of things. There's so many things that you can put inside of a membership. You've just got to realize where your customer is and where you want to get them to and then map that out along the way. Yeah. Thank you for kind of breaking that, that all down. And um, I think the membership sites are pretty powerful. And like you've already mentioned, I mean, it's a reoccurring revenue model. Um, what, 
you know, what do you think holds people back from wanting to like create a, uh, a membership site? Um, is it just not having the idea? Do you help people come up with the idea for whatever, whatever it is that they want or, um, you know, how far along should someone have something mapped out or, you know, I would imagine they'd say, Hey Ryan, I don't even know what I want to start. And can you help someone that doesn't even know what they want to start? Or would you ask, would you say like, Hey, maybe have a rough model of what you think might work and then they can run it by you and you can actually tell them if it does, if it has the, you know, a chance to fly or not. Whereas, uh, yeah, sometimes as an entrepreneur, if you go out and just do this on your own and make something and you know, the adage of building, they will come doesn't really apply in the, in the, the online marketplaces I have found. And I think a lot of other people find out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have people at all different stages, like people that go, I think I want a membership. But I haven't got a clue what to do. And then obviously they have a whole different um, sort of problems that they've got to get over. So it's, you know, who do I even serve? What's the problem of my customer? How do I create my content? What, what tech do I even need to use? And like, then they have a little bit of imposter syndrome sometimes, but then even as they move along, you know, and they've got these ideas about a membership, they still have these problems. The only thing that changes is they sort of get rid of, they know who they're targeting and they sort of know what they want to put inside of a membership now that they're just procrastinating on the tech, you know, I mean, tech when it comes to membership confuses so many people and it holds people back because there's so many different options out there. Um, when actually you just, probably be better off just doing like a free Facebook group or a Facebook group to get started with a landing page, you know, where you just put your offer on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will work with you at whatever stage you're at. I can help you with the who, so who you're going to target. I can help you with the what, what the problem is, the what you put inside of your membership as well, and then the tech. And that's probably where everybody in the build stage is, is stuck they're struggling with who they're going to target, what they can actually solve, what they can put inside of the membership, and then the tech. Then when you're launching, you're thinking about, oh gosh, how am I even going to get any leads? How am I going to get people into this membership? Do I have a beta launch? How do I do that? And then that's where I come in. I've got email templates I can give you. I've got sales page templates I can give you. And then I've got free launch training for absolutely anybody as well. You know, if you go to the website, if you go to the membershipmastery.com, forward slash launch i've got free over my shoulder training that will take you all the way from not knowing what to do all the way up to launching your membership and then when you're when you're launched then we then we just show you how to scale that membership um, but when yeah when you're launching we'll go into the marketing as well to help you out there because um, that's one of the things that that people struggle with and they really don't need to definitely that's really cool and yeah as, as a as a follow-up everyone go check out member membershipmastery.com slash launch forward slash launch. I'll also put that in the show notes, but that's really helpful for people. And so this is the media marketing podcast. And so would you say that from your understanding of what you found when people add video to their marketing efforts or when people add video, a video training course, have you seen these uh, types of assets do well? Yes. Yeah. I mean, video at the minute is on fire, isn't it? And that's, I think that's one of the, one of the good things about the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 situation is that people don't seem to be as scared about doing video anymore because they've seen some of these amazing people that they hold in such high regard and they have really polished videos usually, but now they're just having videos like 
just sat in their front room and their kid is coming in and going, mum, can I have a biscuit? And the mum's like, hang on, go away. I'm just on a call. And then the kid's like, mum, can I have two biscuits? And the mum's like, yes, you can have two biscuits. Just go away. And I think that's helped. That's, that's in a really popular video in the UK with some news reporter. So I think that's helped people go, oh, actually, do you know what? Your video doesn't have to be perfect. And video just works really well. It gets your personality across. People can see you and they can engage with you. And it's, it is so much easier and uh, easier to create content as well. So yeah, video is massive and I love using video. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think that, I think it's great. I, lo- I love that story of explaining like, yeah, the, there are things that are going to, are going to happen. I mean, now you have a camera pointing in your own home and if you have kids running around, you mean, they don't care, uh, you know, about the audio quality of your you know, production. So, um, no, I think it, it is giving us a new lens and, um, you know, what I've been telling people is, yeah, some, some of them do have a polished video or it used to be, you had your one commercial that was showcasing you. And, uh, now you have all different types of videos. You have, you know, some of the best performing videos I've seen are just someone holding it up and talking into the camera, uh, just into their iPhone. So, um, that's I pretty think cool. That's the beautiful thing as well about where we are now. Probably everybody's got, a piece of software that they might even be watching this on, they might be listening to this on, that is good enough to create really good video as well. So you've literally got no excuse. You could hit record and do a video on your phone straight away. Exactly. Yeah, which is what, you know, what's great about this is, you know, we're recording this conversation and then what, yeah, like the, the folks filming on their uh, cell phones at home, you have it. Uh, and then, you know, it's kind of this timestamp in time. We're going to remember, you know, this day in July, uh, you know, 2020 for, for years to come and things are going to change and it'll be cool to like kind of have that to reflect back on. And it's just one more asset of the many different assets that you, know, you can build out as a, uh, you know, someone that's trying to promote your product, uh, your training course, your membership site, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I, you mentioned kind of outsourcing email, which is, uh, I love, I like the story that you had for, you know, kind of the woman who is afraid of invoicing, uh, because she was afraid it's done wrong. Are you, are people, when they are outsourcing email, do they have, you know, there's email marketing, but do you have people outsourcing like their actual personal inbox, like who they're talking to? Do you have a VA help them with that process? Maybe drafting emails and then, you know, they have a review and before signing off, but I'm, I'm just yeah. fascinated. Maybe you can shed some light on that. Yeah. I mean, I do that myself. So email is, I just don't like it. It's my grammar is horrendous anyway. So my VA will go into my emails and she will go through them. And I started out years ago doing this. And what I found was I did exactly what you said. So every email, she wrote a draft email reply to, or she, she would put some in Slack as well. And then I would say, yes, you can send that. No, you can't send that. Just change this, this, and this. And then or what she did is she just learned and learned and learned and she got better and better and better. And I mean, a lot of the emails that you get are very, very similar so sometimes they don't actually need a full-on response from you it might just be a customer support problem where somebody can't log into your website or they might want to reach out to you to come on a come on a podcast or whatever it may be so having a va do that is so good for you so beneficial so yeah just do exactly that get your va on slack as well if you use slack if you don't want to do the whole drafts thing and then if she is struggling or he is struggling with something they can just have a channel on slack where they can go they can send you a message and say hey ryan this is what the email says 
this is how I'm thinking of replying. Is this okay? Yes. No. Just change that. Um, and then one of the things that I do for my own emails is I will use Loom for a lot of my email responses because it goes back to that video again. You know, I can get my personality across inside of the the video. And for me, jumping on Loom, it, there's a really good Chrome extension for it. So you can use, you can turn it onto your Chrome. It as soon as you finish the video it automatically copies the link to that video on your clipboard. So you don't even need to go to that video. It's already on your clipboard. You can just press command and V inside of the email and just go, Hey, I wrote you an email. I did you a video reply. I uh, hope you like it. Here's the video contract command and V done, send it off. And it's so much better for your customers as well. If they see you and I've noticed this as well, you know, like a lot of the, things that I'm talking about can be quite complex sometimes. So for me to try and break that down as a big text, it's just horrible. And it's just going to take so long where I know in my mind, if I just hit record, I can get it first time and I can explain the problem better. And they get to see me, they get to see my body language, they get to see and hear me talk as well. So it's just better for the customer as well. So, so yeah, I mean, just just look at the best use of email for you. Yeah, I think that's huge. Because, yeah, it's like an interactive email, but it's also strengthening that relationship with the customer because, yeah, they get to see that you're a person. And it's just, uh, for some reason, I think when you're messaging, uh-oh, I think my, uh, my camera cut out. I'll, I'm going to switch over to this other one. But for some reason, yeah, when it's on, uh, you know, behind the, seeing something in text just leaves so much for interpretation. And as people that, uh, are you know looking at body language all the time to be able to analyze and navigate the world um yeah just being able to, to see someone through the, the camera can make a quite a big difference i think a lot of people are kind of hesitant or fearful um i'm fortunate i think both of us are fortunate that we have um good speaking ability and are able to be on camera but uh i don't know a lot of people are afraid of or at least the older generation from the conversations i've had are afraid of like the permanency of of video but um I don't know, maybe you have a similar recommendation, but I say to people is like, hey, you're, you're sending this to a client, but it's not going to be the one video that they see. You're going to send lots of videos to them and have lots of correspondence. And so, yeah, if you look at it in the context of one little thing, yeah, you could, it's going to be there for a long time. But if you think about all the conversations, all the things that you're going to speak with them, that's all going to be there for the next, you know, however many odd years. And we're now in the digital space where, yeah, a lot of things are kind of recorded. They're out there and uh, we now have these digital personas. <laughs> yeah, and you're building relationships with your customers that you want to last a long time. So, you know, spending that time to do the video, yes, it's going to last forever, but, you know, that customer and you are going to have a long, hopefully a long-standing relationship. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be fearful of it. And if you, if you don't want to do video because you're fearful of jumping on camera and saying or doing the wrong thing, you could just do audio. You could hit record on an audio and just send them an audio like voice message of you, um, which again works really, really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, just picking up on your point that, you know, writing an email and it, talking about something complex, you can end up going back and forth on that. Whereas with a video, you can probably spend the same amount of time as you would write in a, an email response, but you can get so detailed so much quicker and so much better you can really answer the, the, the problem. And I would advise to everybody as well doing this as well. When you are finishing your video, just say to the person, 
does that help? What was most useful for you? You know, the what was most useful for you question is really, really good because what it does is it tells you what was most useful for the person that you're helping. So you might answer there because, you know, we want to serve. You ask a question, I want to give you everything I've got, but actually that's not always the best. So what will then happen is, like I said, we get a lot of emails that are very, very similar. So what was most useful for you on that problem? You tell me that. And then next time I answer somebody else's problem, I'm probably going to go straight to that and just keep it short. And then they get a faster answer. They enjoy a better standard of life. Everybody wants to increase their status, move away from pain, move towards pleasure. And that's what you're helping them do. A cactus knows how to survive. It can endure scorching heat, limited rainfall, and defends itself against critters daily. Your business is no different. To survive harsh conditions, it's important to develop deep roots using media content that'll continuously nourish and support your marketing efforts day after day. Tactus Media is here to help you determine a strategy and create media content. Together, let's map out the next sequence of videos, podcasts, and social media to help your business thrive. Work with Tactus Media, media tactics that stick. Ouch! Visit tactusmedia.com to learn more. Well put, well put. That's awesome, Ryan. I think, uh, I, I hope a lot of people on the podcast reach out to you directly for, for help because I think uh, you're, you're a good guide, a good person that would um, yeah, not make someone feel bad about their situation because I think some people are maybe like, oh man, I'm so overwhelmed. I have all these things that are going on. And so for someone like yourself to come in with, you know, fresh set of eyes and, uh, you know, really guide them and, and not make them feel bad about uh, where they're, where they might be at or where all the challenges. Cause. Uh, oh man, I oh, know. I built a whole business off that one question, off that one statement. Uh, I've got a, so alongside the membership mastery, I have a living, breathing membership, which I think is one of the best things ever because it's living and breathing. It's real. It's a membership website. So everything I try in that, I can use an, ad, an advice for my clients in the membership mastery. And that business was set up because I wanted a safe place for people to be able to go and ask questions. So it's got nothing to do with digital marketing or anything like that. It's to do with Betfair trading. But the one rule there is that no question is a daft question. And if any single person in that group vilifies takes the mic shoots you down for asking a bad question i ban them there's like you're not allowed in anymore you're gone so what that does is that really harnesses that culture um, but it reiterates to me as well that you know me and you talk about digital marketing we can talk at a really in-depth complex level whereas if we were just starting out we wouldn't be able to but you know you should help people at that level because it reaffirms that for me and you and to make that person not feel scared to ask that question, it's just nice. <laughs> you know, I want, I want people to, to come away from dealing with me going, God, he's a nice guy. That's awesome. Yeah, making people feel comfortable. And that's great that you've created a community. Of, um, yeah, because I think, you know, when we're all growing up going, you know, in school, you're afraid to raise your hand, but now we're like in this digital space where everyone can raise their hand at the same time. But as long as there's not, uh, you know, the bullies in the group, you know, push, putting other people down and making them feel bad because yeah, there's so much to know and so much that uh, you think you might know that you don't know. And uh, that's really powerful. That you're able to share information with people in that community. 
so I, I had one question for you, Ryan. Um, some people are afraid of new technology and new apps and new platforms and new software. It seems that you've embraced that and you're able to kind of adapt and analyze things pretty, pretty quickly or, or you're not afraid to you know, just get your feet wet with a, with a new app. And where, where I'm really going with this is, do you have an approach to a new piece of software or when you're um, analyzing whether you're going to use uh, something personally? Um, yeah. I don't know, that's kind of a muddled question. Yeah, no, no, I've got you. So how do I sort of see through the marketing spiel or how do I get, how do I work out that I'm going to use an app and whether it's going to be beneficial for me? Yeah, I mean, I love, I love technology anyway. I'm really, really curious. And I think that, you know, we live in a world where technology is moving at such a speed that we're all creative you know, gone are the days where you were creative because you was a good writer or a poet or a painter. Actually, by being involved in technology and having these discussions makes you creative. So that is the first thing I think you need to think about when you're dealing with technology is actually you are creative and you are looking for solutions to problems that no computer or piece of tech will ever be able to do. And then from there, I just look at the benefit that that piece of software is going to give me. You know, and I break that down and then I don't get too bogged down with finding everything out about that piece of technology for six months. You know, I will set a timeline and a date on when I decide on whether we're using that piece of software. You know, saying yes or no to something is great, but you need a plan. So it's like if I agree to come on the podcast with you and just say, yes, that's great. But when, how is this going to happen? So I think if you are looking at using a piece of software in your business or a new app, give yourself a timeline, a deadline on when you're going to have made that decision by and then do that decision. So that actually gives you a bit of urgency as well. If you say, oh, I'm thinking about using a website builder. Right. Okay. Well, when are you going to make your decision by? Two weeks from now. Okay. What do you need to know to make your decision? Write those questions out and go and find that. So what has to happen for you to make that decision? Go off, find those things. And what you'll find by doing this process is you just get quicker and quicker and quicker at it. Um, and then you'll end up just looking at a piece of software and going, yeah, I I did it today. I went onto AppSumo because a friend of mine told me about some Restream tool that's on AppSumo at the minute. I'm looking to use Restream. And he said, this is the one you need. I looked at it, I analyzed it within about 30 seconds, just checked what it needed to do. It does everything I need, done, bought. I'm not gonna waste any more time because what will happen is you'll procrastinate on choosing a piece of software and you will think that by researching that for six months, you're making progress. When you're not, you could actually make that decision really quick as long as you've done the foundation and the groundwork and you know that you're gonna use it and it is gonna do what you want it to do and then get back to, to working on building that business. So that's sort of how I do that. That's awesome. That's, that's, a, that's great. That, that saves, uh, I, I think that's huge for myself, thinking of a deadline and putting that in mind and saying, hey, we're making a decision and moving forward with it. Um, well, Ryan, this has been awesome. I think we've given people tons of little tidbits of information that they'll be able to apply directly into their business uh, today. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to tell people about, um, you know, some of the different projects that you're working on? No, I think we've, we've really, really gone all over loads of different things and we've, 
yeah we've given some really cool information and yeah i mean if anyone wants to get in touch with me they're more than happy to to get in touch with me and i'll be more than happy to help them even if you've got a question and you're like oh i don't know if i want to ask it because it might be a silly one i guarantee it's not um i've probably asked more silly questions than anyone in the history of the world but you know what by asking questions is when you get the best responses and you learn more so just get out there and ask questions that's great. Yeah. Be, continue to be curious, continue to find ways to improve your business and whatever capacity. How can people get in touch with you, Ryan? Um, Facebook, LinkedIn? Um... Yeah. So they, they can search for me on Facebook, just put Ryan Carruthers in, I will pop up. I've got a free Facebook group called Master Your Membership by the Membership Mastery. So if you search for that, it will pop up. If you want to go to LinkedIn, I've got LinkedIn as well. Ryan Carruthers, you'll see a picture of a, a tall guy uh, with my, my wife uh, as my photo. So you'll see that's a black and white photo of me looking longingly into the uh, sunset. We had an engagement shoot and that was the, one of my favorite photos from that. I'm not very much one of these like corporate headshotty type people. So, uh, so yeah, use that. And yeah, that's a nice photo. I've seen it. No, and congrats on getting engaged. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so they're the best places to get me on really. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, feel free to reach out with Ryan with any questions. And if you're looking at just, you know, I, what, what are some of the first uh, steps for people working with you? They reach out and do you do like an audit of their, their processes? Uh, and, Forgive me if we talked about this at the very beginning of the podcast, but yeah, there's an audit. They can kind of ask you any question. Um, do you do kind of one-on-one consulting? Do you do group trainings for uh, a whole team? Um, yeah. So yeah. it's broken down into, I have lots of different offerings. So if you reach out to me, we'll see what you're after, what you want to do and your budget. I mean, that's the key thing as well for a lot of people budget. Well, for everyone budget is so key so if you want then i have a i have loads of free training so if you want to get involved with the free training then i'll point you to that if you've done that and you want to spend a little bit of money then i've got a course where you can build and launch your membership and then i've got a membership on the back of that which will show you how to scale your membership and that is sort of live q a's and you get access to private coaching with me uh, and that is a really reasonable price as well i think it's going out at 29.99 a month at the moment Um, And then I have a done for you and a done with you. So done with you, I sit down very similar to a call like this and I will break down everything. We'll break down absolutely everything that I need from you. And then I will turn around a plan for you that you can give to your team. So if you've got a team, you can give it to the team. If you haven't got a team and you want to do it yourself, that's fine. You can do it. I'll give you step by step everything that you need in the right order. And then if you go, do you know what, Ryan? I just... I just want to pay you, you and your team build it for me and give it to me done turnkey. Like I literally just want to turn up to the house, put my keys in, open the door and all my furniture and everything be in the right place. Then we'll do that as well. So yeah, the best thing to do is just to reach out to me and then we'll see where you are. Wow. That's awesome. That's great. And then it seems like you've been able to provide value for whatever stage you are and yeah, whatever uh, budget you have and you're able to meet someone and you have some free goodies in there. And um, yeah, Ryan, this has been awesome. This has been a true pleasure having you on the podcast. We've kept it pretty formal, but uh, you know, hopefully, you know, the NFL does happen this year. Um, you know, oh, our fingers crossed, yes. but uh, yeah, I think you said you're a Seahawks fan too, right? Seahawks. Yes. So, yeah. Hopefully yeah, Seattle is able to 
to do it but um let's hope so <laughs> i so hope so i'd love to see them win another super bowl i know i heard a rumor that uh antonio brown was practicing with uh russell wilson but we'll see if it's actually you know, true but i was like man if those guys are able to connect uh it would just be <laughs> who's gonna stop them yeah they would be unstoppable for sure Definitely. so cool ryan well what do you have planned for the rest of the day so nothing too exciting now i will go get some dinner and uh, i'll see the wife and then uh, probably do some shopping so yeah <laughs> i'll be the uh the evening today and then uh yeah I look forward it's still a to, personally uh, productive uh, you know day there so yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> well this is awesome we'll do a uh, a formal goodbye on the podcast and we can just stay on for a couple more minutes here so yeah. Goodbye, everyone on the podcast. Check out Ryan's uh, website and all the information will be in the show notes. Thank you very much for having me. I want to say a big thanks for tuning into the Media Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe to get notifications for new episodes, which are coming out every Thursday morning, or at least we're striving for that. Uh, Feel free to visit our Facebook page where you can like and join the Media Marketing Community. This is a good resource for collaborating, sharing ideas with other media creators, marketers, and those just looking to build their network. So until next time.